0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Great to be yeah, here, man. The numbers have, been, I know, numbers have been insane. Thank you so yes. much, folks. I assume you, by the numbers that you've enjoyed the last five shows, we've only like doubled and tripled our <laughs> audience. So uh, thanks a lot. All right, um, I got a lot to get to today. Um, I'm hoping to get to some other topics as well. Uh, there was a lot going on in the news. I had a sideline due to this pressing uh, urgency this this uh, fiasco being exposed about the spying on the trump team i have a few more points on that too and some unanswered questions and some emails here hey i don't usually do shout outs by the way on the show mm-hmm. joe but shout out uh, i got an email and it was i've seen these guys before shout out to the The Donald group on Reddit, they asked me for a shout out. So (laughs) once in a while. So there you go, guys. Thanks for uh, all your kind comments about us on Reddit. We appreciate it. Hey, uh, today's show brought to you by buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Love these guys. Folks, go buy Field of Greens. Please. I mean, what has been the, throughout human history, everyone has agreed on one thing for better health, right? And a better life. Eat your fruits and vegetables. Even mom told you as a kid. Well, a lot of us don't have time for that. You don't have time to eat 52 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I try, and I don't even get there. Last night, I ate carrots, blueberries, mixed berries. I also had my field of greens. What is field of greens? It's actual food. It is ground-up fruits and vegetables. They basically suck the water out of it, folks. Hmm. I don't know if you know this, but Joe... Water's like ninety percent of a lot of fruits uh, and and some vegetables as well. Yeah. You get the water out, and you get the hardcore food, the nutrients, the micronutrients, all that good stuff. Go get Field of Greens. It tastes great. It's got a little bit of a cherry in it, a little bit of licorice flavor. I love it. It's delicious. I put it in green tea. I think it's terrific. Go pick it up. Field of Greens. That's Field of Greens. Better Health. It's Folks, this is really, really good for a Nice pickup, nice bit of energy pickup for you in the middle of the day. You don't have to worry about eating all these fruits and vegetables. Try it if you can to eat as many fruits and vegetables with it, but this is a good fruit and vegetable backup plan in case you can't get them all in. Go pick it up today at brickhousenutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up your field of greens today. Okay, Joe. Yes. A lot going on. And um, where do we go? We start with unanswered questions. Let's do this first. Mm -hmm. Kim Strassel has a wonderful piece in the Wall Street Journal today. I will put in the show notes at Bongino.com. Join my email list. I'll email it right to you. Um, It may be subscriber only in the journal. Uh, Some of the pieces are, some aren't. But give it a look regardless. I'll stick it in there. The uh, dossier rehab has begun, and she has a really fascinating theory, and that's going to play into the second portion of this, which is the unanswered questions left from the spying scandal on the Trump team. Hmm. Now, where we were, if you listen to the shows during the week, we've exposed a couple things. We've exposed that there is now no doubt anymore that the Obama team was spying on the Trump team. There is also no doubt that some people on the Obama team have denied that. Susan Rice being one of them, she has since recanted about unmasking. Jim Clapper has now stated on tape, if you've heard, uh, you heard the last few shows, who was Obama's director of national intelligence, that he has no information about a FISA warrant. So the question is, again, the Obama team is spying on the Trump team. We now know that. How were they doing it? And why are certain Obama officials first lying about it and then some denying it altogether, at least through a warrant? Mm-hmm. Why are they doing that now? We're going to answer those in a second. But Strassel's piece is important, Joe. This is critical. Because she says something I hadn't previously considered. And uh, uh, one quick thing on this too, folks. Um, I'm getting a lot of information from a lot of different people. And I've gotten some emails, Joe, from some people who have information saying, hey, why didn't you cite this guy or cite that guy? Folks, when I get information, Joe, have we not been clear about where it came from? The problem is sometimes I get information like a letter I got and you know who sent it you're listening to the show that's why you sent it from people that other people may have reported elsewhere and that's why I didn't cite it you get what I'm saying yeah. like why didn't you cite Joe Armacost he said that first on Twitter I don't know I didn't read Joe Armacost thing on right. Twitter I got it in a letter in the mail so my apology I'm not stealing anybody's work folks okay I have a lot of sources on this and that's why I've reported this story the way I have I'm not and we've given credit and linked to everybody's stuff when appropriate I promise you So please, with the emails, I got a few of them that were like nasty, like they think we're stealing people's (laughs) stuff. There are multiple sources out there giving us stuff. Okay, this is important. I got tipped off to something a couple days ago. And then this docile piece kind of uh, 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 excuse me, strassel piece, maybe put uh, two and two together on this. So the dossiers come back now and they're trying to rehab the dossier, the Democrats. And here's why. Here's what's going on. When I say rehab the dossier, Joe. Remember, just a few weeks ago, we saw that New York Times piece come out saying, oh, no, no, don't pay any attention to the Trump dossier as used for a, a, a template to get a FISA warrant. It was just the Papadopoulos thing that did it. That oh, yeah, started yeah. this investigation. It wasn't the dossier. Don't worry. It was this Papadopoulos thing. Now, the FBI just recently, folks, was threatened with a contempt of Congress citation, Joe, mm. and had to produce documents they've been delaying producing for a really long time. Now, all of a sudden, the Democrats, they leak the testimony by Glenn Simpson, the Fusion GP at the producers of the dossier, right? In conjunction mm-hmm. with Christopher Steele. They leak his testimony. Remember, Diane Feinstein? And I said to you that they were leaking the testimony, the Democrats, because they're trying to give everybody else that's going to testify in front of Congress and potentially the FBI a script to follow so they don't get into a false statement charge. Make okay. sense? Yeah. So a second part of this as well, though is the Democrats must have seen something, folks. This is critical. The Democrats on that committee who have seen the documents, to be clear what I'm talking about, produced by the FBI that were just produced, Mm -hmm. Joe, about this whole thing surrounding Trump, must have seen something that bothered them so much that they're realizing at this point that even though this dossier started the Trump investigation narrative, even though it's it really stinks to high heaven, mm-hmm. that that's the best they've got. What did they see is the question. That's where I'm going to get to in a second. What did the Democrats in Congress see now who've now been exposed, Joe, to almost the entirety of the FBI's background on this Trump spying case? What did they see that so scared them that they are now back to square one? The dossier did it, even knowing the dossier is complete, utter crap. You see where I'm going with mm-hmm. this? They're now back yeah, yeah. to this narrative that we need to defend the dossier. Now, Strassel's saying in her piece, to link back to that, I know. I know, Folks, I know this gets a little confusing, but this is like the greatest spy novel ever, except that it's actually real. <laughs> Strassel's saying, in addition to my theory on this that they released Glenn Simpson's testimony as a script for every other bad actor in this so they don't get busted for um, false statements, right? Yeah. Stossel's theory, Joe, is that they're also doing it because things Simpson said in his testimony make him... Look like kind of a white knight in this, like, oh, I was just doing this because I was afraid yeah, uh, okay. Trump could be blackmailed. I think I said bribery in a prior. But I did mean blackmail. Thank you to people email me. Trump could be blackmailed, I and mean, meanwhile, it's nonsense information. You saw the example I used last mm-hmm. time. If if I know Joe has nothing to do with international terrorism, and I go, hey, Joe. I'm going to threaten to go to the police if you don't give me $5,000 and I'm going to expose your links to international terror. Joe's going to flip me the middle finger and go, I don't know. I don't, I don't care. Go to the police. And, yeah, exactly. He just did. I don't care because I have no links to international terror. So that's a nonsense narrative. All right. But she's saying that there are things he said in the testimony, Joe, mm-hmm. that make the dossier the only palatable option right now for the Democrats to stand on, no matter how bad it is, because... They're hiding something else. Now, a- a- and what I mean by that, uh, b- b- by the, the only power, palatable narrative is Simpson does say some things in there where he says, Joe, um, you know, well, we did it because we were worried about blackmail for Trump. <laughs> you know, we did it because, you know, Christopher Steele had these good contacts and he's a MI6 agent or former MI6 agent, and he knows good intel when he sees mm-hmm. it. Um, but then any critical questions he has to answer, he, you know, basically basically Says, I'm not answering that question. So the Democrats probably said, Well, if we got to rely on this crap dossier right now to hide the other stuff, let's release the transcript to Simpson where he mildly defends it because this is the best we have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Now, what are they hiding by going back to narrative number one that CNN exposed uh, in the reporting a year ago? The dossier that started this. The dossier, the dossier. <sighs> this is where it gets tough. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just asking a question here, folks. I'm, being, I'm, I'm not trying to be silly with you. I'm asking a question. I'm not making an assertion. There's a big difference. The question here, and I wrote this down to be clear because I don't want to screw this up on you, is were Trump team members, American citizens, surveilled, their, trying to make this as simple as possible, their email and phone records without a warrant, and why? Now, there are some outlets out there, some people who have done some really good reporting, that are making some leaps of faith on this, I'm not comfortable with. That's, that's fine for them to do. I have no problem. That's their own thing. They have their own content, and some of it's very, very good. I'm not yet comfortable making the leap that a, the NSA FBI database was being used to read Trump phone and emails without a warrant. I'm not comfortable saying that okay. yet. Now, I am comfortable saying that there's a whole lot of evidence right now, circumstantial albeit, that that may be the case. And that might be what they're hiding, the Democrats. Now, you see what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Joe? In yeah. other words, let's go back to the dossier. The dossier did it narrative because if we admit the real narrative that the NSA and FBI were spying on Trump's phone and email records without a warrant mm-hmm. and they're American citizens, oh my gosh, are we in a whole world of trouble. Yeah. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So let's just stick with this crap dossier thing, even though we know it's crap. Make yeah. sense? Now, right. you may say, Dan, wh- where's, where's, where's your circumstantial evidence at best that they were doing this? Because I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play a seesaw here. I'm throwing a question out to you. Were their phone and email records spied on? I'm telling you, I'm not willing to entirely make that leap yet, and I don't have a solid sourcing on it, but I am telling you there's a lot of evidence that this stuff may have happened. Here's the mm-hmm. evidence. Today's show notes in, a different, in, a, in addition to the, uh, the Strassel piece, Joseph. I'm going to put a piece by uh, a, an interview with Sarah Carter from uh, Circa. Sir, she's at sarahcarter.com now, but she was at Circa back then. It's a piece from early summer of around 2016. When this thing was all breaking uh, news, and here's—I'm going to give you a quote from the piece, and this should make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. She says, in this piece at circa, and she talks about a a FISA court, a a FISA intelligence surveillance court uh, document that was put out exposing some problems they had with with searches. Mm -hmm. I'll put that in the show notes too, but I'll get to that in a second. She says. For instance, a ruling declassified this month by the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court chronicles nearly 10 pages listing hundreds of violations of FBI's privacy protecting minimization rules that occurred on Comey's watch. Now, what are minimization rules? Just to be clear, minimization in a criminal case when I was a federal agent is if you have a wiretap going on, Mm -hmm. Joe, and I'm wiretapping you for terrorism, Mm -hmm. and you start talking about your laundry tomorrow, I I have to turn it off. I can't listen to that. I can only, that's called minimizing how I'm exposing myself as a federal uh, agent to your conversations, right? That's what minimization is. You're going to hear minimization referred to often. On the FISA side, minimization takes on an entirely new context. FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, allows U.S. government entities to spy on foreigners on foreign soil. Once an American is involved, Joe, there are minimization rules to to say, time out, stop. There's an American citizen here. We have to. There is a different procedure. It's not just open season. Now, Trump is an American citizen, and so is his team. So if they were caught up in this, it has to be a timeout. So now, I'll read that. Now that's, now you understand what minimization is, I'm going to keep reading, and now some of this will make sense as to why the hair on the back of a lot of people's neck is standing up. The behavior the FBI admitted to a FISA judge just last month ranged from illegally sharing raw intelligence with unauthorized third parties to it to accessing intercepted attorney-client privilege communications without proper oversight that the Bureau promised was in place years ago. The court also opined aloud that it fears the violations are more extensive than already disclosed. What? Now, yeah, baby. I read through this entire 99-page document from the FISA court. It will be in the show notes. Folks, pay particular attention to page 20, and particular attention to page 83. Page 20 is where they talk about on this disclosure that she's referencing in a piece done last year, which says to me Sarah Carter knows something. Mm -hmm. Page 20 hits the fact that basically the FBI was spying on Americans. Now, to be clear... The judge does say in many of these cases, it looks like an innocent mistake, which I believe him when they walk through the way it works and multiple communication transactions. In other words, the fact that Americans may have been caught up in a web of email chains and it may have been a human error in not minimizing that because maybe they didn't see okay. it. But he, Joe, this is, let me be clear on this. He doesn't say they're all human error. I got that which too. Which means yeah. if it's not an error, it was done intentionally, Right. right? right. Nasim Taleb says, "What the, um, what is it? The uh, absence of uh, of evidence, uh, the evidence evidence of absence doesn't mean the absence of evidence, or something like that, <laughs> or something. I always screw that one up, but it's a good one. It's a, from the Black yeah. Swan, Joe's favorite book. Um, all right, here's another piece from the from the circa piece. The most serious—they're talking about the most serious problems with this querying and this right. stuff—involved the NSA searching for American data it was forbidden to search." But the FBI, pay close attention here, Joe. The FBI was also forced to admit its agents and analysts shared espionage data with prohibited third parties. Oh, boy. Ranging from a federal contractor to a private entity that did not have the legal right to see the intelligence. Now, this is where this next, folks, I hate reading from these things, but this is critical you understand where we are. Backtracking a bit. Strassel writes today that the reason Democrats exposed the Simpson Fusion GPS testimony about the dossier, I told you why I think it happened, to avoid a false statement, charge. She's saying that it may be because they're covering up something else that's even worse, and now they have to rely on the least of the worst stories, which is the dossier did it, even though it's crap. I'm telling you, step two, that I think what this is There are 702 violations, which which is the FISA Act provision that allows the FBI and NSA to, to basically spy and tap into phone and email metadata. I think what that could be. Potentially is the looking into of information on the Trump team. And what it may be is the sharing of it with a third party. Who that third party is, that private contractor. I'm not willing to say, although I think given the Simpson testimony, a lot of people are making that leap, which would be staggering. Now, let me read this last paragraph for you, because remember, uh, SarekCirca.com had this piece up uh, last summer. This is an old piece. This is a new, Mm -hmm. Joe. But is this a hint? I mean, I'm legitimately asking, is this a hint? She says, such third party sharing, in other words, spying on Americans using the FBI and giving it to a third party, right? Such third party sharing is a huge political concern now as Congress and intelligence community leaders try to stop the flow of classified information to parties that could illegally disclose or misuse it, such as the recent link that disclosed intercepted communications between the Russian ambassador And Trump's first national security advisor, Mike Flynn. Whoa. Mm. Now, she doesn't say there in the piece, to be clear, we don't do conspiracy theories here. And I'm going to get to that in a second, too. But is that a hint? Does she know something? Why would she make that connection there without making the connection? Such as, she uses that. I don't know. I, I know Sarah from Fox, but I don't know her personally. I haven't asked her. I know some people are making that connection out there. It's all about, available on the internet. I'm not comfortable because I don't have solid sourcing on it to make that leap, Joe. I'm just telling you, if what is being connected here is true, mm-hmm. that means the FBI, that would mean the FBI and the NSA tapped into the metadata, 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 meta, meta, Metadata, beta, beta. Metadata <laughs> Meta- database. You know, how much would at <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's good. The metadata database, they tapped into that to get emails on the Trump and potentially phone transcripts of the Trump team. That's what this would mean. And then potentially gave it to a third party. Now, you may say to yourself, well, Dan, that's just reporting from Sarah Carter. I'm going to put in the show notes a document link to the April 26, 2017, 99-page foreign intel. It's not hard to read, by the way. Foreign intelligence. I told you what pages: 20 and 83, but I'm going to put the 99-pager in the show notes for you to look at yourself and pay attention to page 20 and to page 83, where it says in the court's own documents, Joe, the court's own review of what happened, that that's what happened. Not that it was shared with Fusion GPS, but, but that it was shared with a third party. This is not speculation. The speculative portion is the leap that was it Fusion GPS that was getting information, raw intelligence information, wiretapped basically information from the FBI. Is that insane? Yeah, it's creeping me out, man. It should freak you yeah. out, man, or creep it you is. out. I'm, I know I sound a little punch drunk today, folks. I have had the craziest four days ever. I just got home and <laughs> I am, I, I promise I am like totally in the mood that I love doing the show, but I have been just beaten to snot the last few days <laughs> between media stuff and the podcast exploding and inquiries. Everybody wants to talk about it now. I sat in a room with four people. I'm not going to say who yesterday and laid out this scandal from start to finish. They were blown, blown away, blown away. Now, what's interesting, just before we, we, I, I uh, answer some other... So just to be clear on this, but let me rewind the tape a little bit. I said to you I was going to address unanswered questions. The first thing I address is the rehabilitation of the Trump dossier by the Democrats. Okay. And again, I'm doing this slow, folks, so everybody gets it. They are rehabbing it the Democrats, the Trump dossier, because they have nothing else. They have to cover for something else. We don't know what that is yet. I have not seen the documents the FBI presented to Congress. I'm not cleared to. I'm not sure who else has seen them outside of Congress either. But the fact that Congress is flipping out and now saying, hey, look at the transcript of the dossier. Joe, wasn't that bad? Look what Simpson said at Congress. Mm. That's Strassel's theory that they're rehabbing the dossier because they have nothing else and the rest is going to be devastating. Which should make you say... What the heck have they seen? The unanswered question, because I said we were going to dig into that, is are they covering for 702 violations? In other words, the FBI and the NSA dumping into metadata, looking, looking into it, and querying without a warrant Trump team members. That is an unanswered question. Okay. Okay. There's so much here, folks. I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm deeply apologize. I'm not trying to jump around. I, just, I, I feel like I'm doing you a disservice if I don't get this all out, okay? Am I doing all right here? Yeah. All right. The Wall Street Journal today, and I like the Wall Street Journal. I'm not taking any cheap shots, but they are definitely not libertarians. Has a piece out about 702 authorization, which was voted on yesterday in the House. 702 to be clear, Joe. Mm-hmm is the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act provision, which allows the FBI to dip into that metadata with the NSA, just like I just told Mm -hmm. you. The Wall Street Journal has an absolutely puzzling piece in their editorial column today that makes no sense at all. Joe, before I read this quick line from Mm -hmm. there, did I not just tell you in April 26th of 2017... There is a dated Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court review document, 99 pages long, which lays out violations of 702? Yes, you did just tell me that, Dan. Yes, you did, Daniel. Yeah. It will be in the show notes. Read it yourself. Huh. I didn't make it up. Again, page 20, page 83, but you can read. It's very readable. I read it yesterday on the plane coming back. The whole thing. It's great. Knowing the, it's already been lined out on an official court document, there are violations. Here's a piece from the journal today which should really scare you. The journal says... Uh, they're talking about 702 and, and illegal jumps into 702 to spy an American show they go there's no evidence this is happening and requiring probable cause may dissuade the FBI from making a 702 query the opposite of what the post 9-11 laws are meant to encu- uh, encourage there's what do you mean yeah well, it, that's uh, us scratching our heads mm. it's actually not someone else but it sounds better but I am going to scratch my head. Here. What? <laughs> what do you mean there's no evidence? What are you talking about? <laughs> what the-, the court put out a document saying the FBI has tapped into the metadata uh, database in a way not commensurate with its own minimization procedure. It's it's there and, uh, How did you miss that? I mean, uh, folks, this is not privileged information. The court document is out there. I've had it emailed to me by no less than probably 20 people. I'm, thank you, by the way, for the emails, folks. I read them all. But that's why I'm saying also, uh, you know, that's where people get upset. Oh, why didn't you give me a shout out? Because <laughs> yeah. some people say, who sent it to me, don't mention my name. And then other people say, I don't care if you mention So I'm just going to keep everybody out of it. Folks, this is serious stuff. And it is absolutely no time to minimize the threat we're under. But it is, I'm not accusing the Wall Street Journal of lying about it. Maybe they just don't know. But I'm wondering why they would write that in a piece. Now, I want to just get back a second to this. this, What's your solution for this? Because yesterday there was a vote on this. I am in Rand Paul's camp before I get back to the unanswered question because it's important because it connects to 702, connects to the Wall Street Journal telling you, oh, don't worry, folks, the American public should support Pfizer. There have been no violations of 702. That's just not true. Folks, it's real simple. Just get a warrant. Just get a warrant. It involves Americans, get a warrant. And this line, Joe, that they use here, what I just read to you from the Wall Street Journal, Mm -hmm. well, if they have to get a warrant, it's going to dissuade FBI agents from tapping into the database. Folks, that's the whole idea. I mean, that's like, think about the argument there. Yeah. If you're a libertarian or a conservative, you can make the same argument with the local police. You go, Joe... The local police are going to break into every house at four o'clock every day to check for drugs and contraband because it's going to be really easy then to find out who the drug dealers are in the neighborhood. And then we come out and go, um, I think you should have to get a warrant for that. (laughs) No, well, Joe, that's going to dissuade them from breaking into houses. That's the point. The point is to dissuade them from doing it. How did you miss that? That's the whole point. I'm not some crazy libertarian guy. I'm a libertarian. I love liberty. But they, they think we're all nuts, Joe. They everybody think, oh, you libertarians are all cool. We're not crazy. This happened. Yeah. I'm giving you the evidence. Read the piece. Read the piece. The whole point is to stop people from, oh, well, we may miss a terror attack. You know what, Joe? We may. But we'll be a free country. You know what, we may miss a drug dealer not breaking into every house at dude. We may miss a drunk driver not setting up a, a police checkpoint on every corner in America. But you're free. Does freedom matter? Does this mean anything? Does it mean anything to you folks? This is insane. We know the Trump team was spied on. We know the FBI spied on Americans. Yeah, it may not have been pervasive, but it was pervasive enough that they had to conduct a compliance review at the NSA, and a surveillance court court lost their marbles over it. So I am entirely behind Rand Paul and Amash, and get a warrant. Get a warrant. Get a warrant. You got an American in this. Get a warrant. Gosh, the Constitution matter anymore. So I didn't mean to get sidetracked. I'm still, but this is important stuff, folks. This stuff is all interrelated. That's the, you know, the web we weave in complicated topics and complicated podcasts like this. You know, you want fluff stuff? There's a thousand other people you can listen to who are the screamer types. When I'm yelling and screaming, it's because I mean something. But this is important stuff. It's not a joke. Get a warrant. Okay. So getting back to the unanswered questions, because that's how I want to sum up this entire week of shows. So now we have unanswered question one. Was the Trump team spied on using 702 without a warrant? They are American citizens. That is not in their purview to do that without a clear connection to a national security interest. If so, what was the national security interest on Trump? We still don't have those answers. Don't even dare tell me the Logan Act. I'll laugh you off the air. Okay, second unanswered question. What did Obama know? What did Obama know? It's an open question. I don't know, folks. I was not there for the proceedings as this was going down. Mm. But having some experience working in the White House, not in the, I don't, we don't sit in on the meetings. I I just want to be clear on this, understanding how the mechanical part of the White House works. You can't tell me, Joe that the most consequential counterintelligence investigation in American history being conducted against the Trump team by the FBI was going on without the White House knowing. And Jim Comey, in his March testimony in 2017, already acknowledges the White House knows. My question is not when, but what did Obama know? And if Obama knew that the FBI and NSA was using 702 and the data, Joe, to spy on an opposing presidential campaign. Houston, we got a big, big problem, folks. Remember, Watergate was a burglary at a hotel for some crappy DNC documents that took down a president and shook the whole country. A sitting president using the technical, monopolistic force powers of government to open up the email files and phone records of a Trump campaign during a presidential campaign against a Obama uh, consigliere and Hillary Clinton. Holy crikeys, do you have a problem? Now you kind of see why they're rehabbing the dossier, Joe? Yeah, buddy. Maybe they need that dossier. Oh, no, Obama didn't do it. The dossier did it. Yeah, but the dossier was false. Oh, oh, shucks. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Gee, gee, too bad. It reminds me of Nelson Muntz from The Simpsons. But you broke your arm. But I said, I mean, this is a Nelson (laughs) Muntz moment. That's the best you've got? Now it is, I, that's, and the, it's the reason I'm closing Strassel's piece and Kim Strassel's thoughts from w, from Wall Street Journal, WSJ, about the dossier. This is so bad that this is all you've got left, hoping and praying at this point that the media will pick up your narrative that, don't look over here at 702 and spying on Trump. The dossier did it. <laughs> Dopes. <laughs> all right. Unanswered questions number three, which is more of kind of a statement and a couple of questions in there. So again, question number two is when did Obama know it? What did he not when? What did he know when he knew it is a better way. What did he know when he figured it out? Was the Trump team spied on? That was question number one. Folks, question number three, which is going to be married up with an assertion I'm going to make. I do not do conspiracy theories. Okay, I don't do it. It's caused me a lot of consternation amongst some of my audience, you are free to believe I respect your opinion, whatever you want. I don't do them. If I don't have some evidence to say something, and when I'm speculating, we say it. We're clear on that. And I've been clear on that in the shows. But when I don't have evidence, I'm not interested. I get tons of stuff in my email box. Got one the other day. Oh, my Look at this. It's garbage. I'm sorry. Thank you. But it doesn't make any sense. Mm. I know the real story behind it. But now here's the question. Here's why I'm bringing this up. If Donald Trump was being cultivated by the Russians as an asset, and that was your national security reason for tapping into the metadata database to get the phone and email records of the Trump team, Joe, do you think anybody anymore seriously believes that Vladimir Putin was cultivating Donald Trump as an asset thinking he could control (laughs) <laughs> oh <Folks>. hell now. <laughs> are you serious? Folks, you don't have to like Trump. <laughs> I do. But Joe, does anyone with a straight face, the most ardent anti-Trump communist, actually believe anybody controls Donald Trump? <laughs> and are you serious? Are you a are you a complete wackadoodle? Nobody controls this guy. Nobody. He does, his own staff doesn't control. You think Vladimir Putin was going to control Donald Trump? Hey, we got this spy asset, Armacost. This guy's great. He's willing to work for us. We're going to give him a thousand a week for information. <laughs> well, who is it? And, and everybody's like waiting with bated breath. The Russian, the Russian co-conspirators in in the room. They're waiting for Putin to talk. He goes. It's a real dramatic pause. He goes. Donald Trump. <gasps> we got Donald Trump for a thousand a week. You got him. You got him, baby. This guy's controlled. He is in the bag. Is this the dumbest thing ever? Is this not the dumbest thing you've ever heard? This is just straight up, unadulterated, liberal, stupid soup that you have consumed in gallons. (laughs) You can't seriously believe this with a straight face. Now. I'm going to get to the that's that's one connection to why I don't believe in stupid conspiracy theories, because that conspiracy theory is frankly the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) But I've got another angle on this. Don't go anywhere. I got another angle on this in a second. That angle is just straight up stupid. I'm bringing it up because I'm in the airport yesterday flying out of JFK and some goon behind me. And yes, if you're listening to my show, I'm not going to say your name. You're a goon. This goon behind me, he starts off the conversation nice. You know, people recognize me from Fox, so he says, "And I've never had a bad interaction up until yesterday." <laughs> I mean, I work from home a lot, so I just don't see too many yeah. people, but when I travel, people say hello. 99% of them are nice. I didn't tell you this for no, the didn't, show. No. Guy starts off off the conversation, no problem at all. "Hey, are you Dan Bongino from Fox?" No, he said, "Are you that guy from Fox?" Yeah, um yeah, how you doing? Uh-huh. Shake his hand perfectly fine. I'm thinking he's a supporter or whatever. We talked for like two minutes. The guy goes nuclear on me, like out of nowhere. He's like, And you guys aren't rational and you're crazy and Trump's a criminal and he's going to get locked up. And I'm on a TSA line, Joe. And I'm like, You know, WTF over? Like, what do I do now? I mean, well, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't want to. Oh, you want to get in a Royal Rumble? I mean, what? Where does this? The guy's yelling like a maniac. So I, I'm telling my wife the story later, and I'm like, I'm not getting into this again. I'm not. I'm not. People take out their video. I've already been audio taped by one idiot. I'm not getting into this yeah, crap again. Go, that Dando. guy was a media guy. He deserved it. But I'm like, what do I say to this guy <laughs> just to piss this guy off, right? Yeah. So all I keep saying to him is he keeps firing. He's, with well, collusion. He's a felon. <laughs> the guy's losing his mind. The TSA people are looking like, we're going to even let this guy on the plane. Wow. Right? All I keep saying to the guy is, bro, why are you so mad? <laughs> Which drives him crazy. I know I'm like, I better, because he's going to deck me. And then I'm going to have to go like triangle choke this dude, and I really don't want to do that. I'm mean, Seriously, I mean, the great part about fighting all the time is you're never afraid of fighting which is a bad yeah. thing because i don't want i'm gonna get sued right mm-hmm. so i'm sitting there and i keep saying to bro why are you so mad and people now are <laughs> laughing because he's losing his mind and there's a bunch of trump supporters and the guy's he drops his bags at one point and i'm like oh boy this oh. is gonna get ugly bottom line he stops at the end at the end of the line because he realized he's probably gonna get thrown uh-huh. off And he calms down, but he goes, and it's collusion, man. And I look at him, and the only thing of substance I say to him, Joe, is can you please show me under the United States Criminal Code, Title 18, whatever it may be, Title 8, can you please explain to me where the collusion statute is? And he looks at me puzzled, and I said to him, you do realize what you said is not a crime at all. So you've invested your time. The only reason I bring this story up, one, because it's funny. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And I don't give enough personal stories. But secondly is... You have to believe two things. Number one, Putin was cultivating Trump as an asset, which is the most laughable, stupid story. You need an IQ of 67 to believe in that. But number two, if you don't believe in that and you still believe there was some collusion, like exchanging of information, you still can't point to a crime. Either way, you lose, and they shouldn't have been spying on the Trump team. Either way, collusion's not the right... Collusion, the way you're describing it, not smart, Joe. Right. Not advisable? If this, I'm not even suggesting any of this happen. I'm just telling you, even what you suggest happened that I don't believe happened still isn't a crime. And the guy looked puzzled. He goes, oh, it's somewhere in there. (laughs) Um, No, it's not. But that's okay, dude. Keep living in your frack-free world. Have a nice day. He knows who he is. Now, I bring up the conspiracy thing again because that's a conspiracy theory. The collusion thing is a total conspiracy theory. There's no evidence at all. And it's just dumb. But I... Now, you know, why don't I personally do conspiracy theories outside? What 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 why am I so in other words, you, why, why am I constantly bringing this up on the show? Folks, this is a sensitive topic to me. I worked in the federal government for a long time. I had a TSSCI clearance uh, top secret sensitive compartmented information. OK, which means I got to see stuff and hear stuff that a lot of people don't get to see and hear. It's not a pat on the back. It's just a function of my job, yeah. you know? Everybody gets to see and hear stuff that shouldn't be out in the public, whatever business you're in, right? Right. I'm sure Joe says stuff at meetings at CBM in the morning. They don't want WBAL here. Absolutely. Now that the information is a little more serious, it still doesn't matter. You're still not supposed to disclose it. I am very, very skeptical of people who believe that the government is the puppet master of anything. Some conspiracy theories out there have the government doing this and nobody knows and they did that and nobody knows and they blew that up and nobody knows and they killed that guy. Uh, meh, I don't buy it because I worked in the government and I was, I, there was one specific operation I was involved in. I'm not even going to I'm telling you it was classified. How do you say this without being ridiculously hyperbolic and overly dramatic? This thing's classified at the absolute highest levels. And the reason I was involved in it is because of what the function of the job was. Mm-hmm. Folks, I'm not making this up. It was information that when I saw it, I was like, whoa. I know people involved in that who would like wink and nod to me in ways that I was like, dude, don't do that. Didn't say anything, Mm -hmm. but didn't have to. I'm, I'm winking and nodding at you and basically telling nobody in the government can keep a secret. They can't. They can't. As evidenced by all the leaks coming out about the Trump team about classified information. And Sarah Carter's hint that, hey, was that 702 thing? Well, how did they get their mitts on the Flynn transcript? Oh, how did that happen? Nobody can keep a secret. No one. That's why I don't believe in conspiracy theories. If a lot of these conspiracy theories about the big, bad, puppet master government were true about what they managed to do to us, I'm telling you someone would have leaked it. I'm telling you that's a fact. There's no way. You you see where I'm going with this, Joe? There's an angle to this case, though. I have another recent source. You know who you are. It's very, very good. Who sent me something brilliant that we haven't yet considered on this case. Hmm. So the setup here, Dan Bongino does not do conspiracy theories because the government is too stupid to keep a secret, okay? Mm -hmm. Some in the government are not too stupid to keep a secret, though. Some in the government, Joe are just too stupid stupid to run a conspiracy. (laughs) Now, the information I got, (laughs) funny, right? It's true. Some, listen, I'm a patriot. You got great military, (laughs) secret service, FBI. But there are some just genuinely stupid people. The source I have on this brought up a brilliant point. Here it is in a nutshell. If these guys... We're so smart and we're breaking this Russian collusion. They were trying to develop Trump as an asset. And these brilliant FBI managers and DOJ people were on to this and discovered the biggest collusion conspiracy in American electoral history. Why did their tradecraft suck so bad? Tradecraft, meaning their their spying skills. And they're and they're discovering spies, the intelligence and counterintelligence, the spying and discovering spies. How come their trade crash sucked so bad? Joe, I, I really I had to take notes on this. Yeah. Right? You got Peter Stroke, the lead interviewer in the Flynn case, and a upper level manager in the FBI involved in both the Clinton email and this this Russian collusion conspiracy theory. Joe, you have a senior level FBI guy who's having an affair with a DOJ lawyer who texts her over an FBI device how much they hate Trump and how they're leaking to the press. Hey, dude, that's really great work. You are some spy. What a super sleuth. <laughs> there you go. We need that. Keep that baby handy. That is, what a you got Inspector Gadget here, man. So the source says to me, who has, by the way, is that not great? The source says to me, who is just like deeply read in on this whole thing the source on how the procedure works, I shouldn't say the whole case, but how the procedure works, says this is the worst tradecraft I have ever seen in my entire life for people who allegedly have discovered the greatest scandal in human history. It's a scam. It doesn't end there, though. Again, why does Dan Bongino not believe in conspiracy theories? Because some people are just too stupid to do them. <laughs> <You> t- <sighs> yeah. Is this unbelievable? This is like the most unbelievable thing I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Sorry about that bell. Did you hear that bell ring in my background? If you got that on the show, that never I usually close my door. My wife left the door open. Crack. Sorry, folks. But it's part of the show. So listen, this is, I have my office. We're, we're getting some nice soundproofing. Hopefully, you won't hear any of that in the future. Now, going on. It's not just that trade craft. Another great point the source brings up to me. The two people involved intimately in this now, Bob Mueller, who's a special counsel head, we mm-hmm. investigating Trump, and Jim Comey, who was the FBI director, Joe. Jimbo! What? Jimbo, old Jimbo. Yeah. While this whole thing was going on, Jim Comey's the FBI director, right? Yeah. The source brings up a great point and goes, what's their track record of success? And just a few notes on this. Here are some of their real winners. Um, Enron... At the Enron case, which was, by the way, a lot of that was overturned. The Clinton email investigation, they blew entirely and got led on by fake Russian intel. The Rosatom case against the, you know, the Uranium One scandal. Uh, 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 that, by the way, that Rod Rosenstein and Bob Mueller had to squash and had to silence people on later on. What's their track record of success? Like, we're supposed to believe the tradecraft of these two geniuses More now? like trade crap. Trade crap? Yeah. That's going on a t-shirt. Trade crap. Finally, on the tradecraft front, this is another good point made by the source. Again, who's read in on how this works? <laughs> it's a great point. So, Christopher Steele, it's funny, right? <laughs> <is>. This genius MI. <laughs> what what are you laughing at? I'm excited about this. I'm, oh, I know. I, I, know. See I forget you now. he can see, I know, no. Now that he can see me, it's, the show has a different <laughs> dynamic. So, we've changed some it's stuff cool. mechanically, right? I am excited because it's so dumb. Again, we're, why is Dan Bongino not believing conspiracy theories? Because some people are too damn stupid. <laughs> so you have this MI6 agent, Joe, this like James Bond, Christopher Steele guy, working for Fusion GPS, yeah. who produces a dossier, a dossier that Jim Comey, the FBI director himself, admits is salacious and unverified, that now we know was used to get a warrant to spy on or retroactively cover for the spying on of the Trump team, And the only thing, the only thing they can confirm in the dossier, because James Bond Jr. Steele produced it, is that Carter Page, a backbencher Trump uh, associate, mildly associated at best with the campaign, traveled to Russia at one point. That's the only thing they can verify in the whole thing. This is the worst tradecraft in spying history. If this was a movie, <laughs> it would be called The Clown Princes of Spying. And yet we're supposed to believe, Joe, yeah. that these geniuses, James Bond Jr., Inspector Gadget, uh, Christopher Steele, who put a, a dossier together, and the only thing that's actually true is that, that, that Carter Page traveled to Russia. We're supposed to believe that this guy, in conjunction with Bob Mueller and Jim Comey, who were in charge of the FBI when some of the biggest busts in in American investigative history were were going down, that those two, and then in conjunction with Peter Stroke, who's having an affair with a, 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 a DOJ lawyer involved in the FISA warrant, who texts on an open line Knowing the NSA is going to be watching about how much he hates Trump, we're all supposed to believe this, that this, this, these geniuses, Joe, discovered the biggest scandal in American history. We're supposed to accept this at face value. This was brilliant. So thank you to the source. You are a genius for sending me what you sent me. And by the way, it's worse. I just i am giving you the highlights. Mm. Yo, there was a brilliant point. And again, harps back to the beginning, Joe, as to why we don't give shout outs sometimes because we get things from different people. It's not always what you think. And there are some who are writing about this who I'm absolutely convinced are moving down the wrong path. And I don't want to do that to you. I'm I'm, Joe and I are very careful with the facts here. Yeah, Because you know what liberals do. You get one date wrong, they're like, oh, the whole thing, they need a lot. Meanwhile, liberals get everything wrong all the time and nothing matters. So, but that's important, folks. The tradecraft was so bad that relying on that to be the guy, uh, relying on that, to be the guy in the airport, I guess where I'm going, and to rely on all of this, to foster your narrative that Putin was, was cultivating Trump as an asset and that they were colluding, is, is it, it, folks, it's insane. It, it's insane. It's, it's, it's beyond insane. It's Looney Tunes. It's Bugs Bunny stuff. All right. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at My Patriot Supply. Hey, uh, folks, you have to be prepared. I mean, I live in Florida in a hurricane zone, and to not have emergency food is absolutely crazy. got a nice email from a guy, a listener. uh, Thanks for sending it to me. He said, with the Patriot Supply food, Joe, it's emergency food. It's available at preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. He brought up a great point. He goes, You know, Dan, the food's actually pretty good. He said, I was going out on a camping trip once, and he, true, tr- I don't make any emails up, folks. I don't do that to you. Um, he says, I forgot to go shopping for any kind of like canned goods yeah. or anything like that. So he said, I threw a couple of my Patriot Supply food packs in there. And he says, That's what we ate. He says, the Food's great. It's, I mean, it's food. It's actual food. It's not fake food. It's real food. It's good food. It's, I've eaten it. It's good. It's good stuff. Here's the thing, though the Patriot Supply emergency food kit lasts 25 years. 25 years. Now, Folks, being prepared matters. You don't know when you're going to need this. Someone sent another email to me, too. They, they said, Dan, say to people that, yeah, it's great. It lasts 25 years. But, you know, you have insurance for everything else. You may need this tomorrow. We don't know, folks. You got these crazy North Koreans out there with an EMP attack. You got the threat of natural disasters. Roads being cut off. You got the Florida Keys who are knocked out of power. You got the Puerto Rico forever. Why not get an emergency supply of food? It makes no sense. Just go get it. It's $99 a month. They'll give you a one-month emergency supply of food for just $99. You are buying insurance. You are buying mental sanity. Protect your food supply. You insure everything else in your life that matters. You insure your car, your house, your teeth. Go get an emergency food supply. Go to preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Pick up an emergency, one-month emergency supply of food. Folks, pick up a couple. I have, gosh, seven or eight boxes in there. I have four people in my family. So I want two months. So I have two boxes for everyone. Go do it. But start with today. Go in there today. Pick up your first box, $99. If you can pick up two, pick up three. Go to preparewithdan.com. Your one-month supply of emergency food today. Preparewithdan.com. Okay. Um, One final outstanding question um, I have here on this case. And then I want to move on to something else because it's uh, important. And I do have to. I know we've been covering this for a long time. The critical question I think one of them critical questions that are still unanswered. We're still in the unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. First was was Trump was Trump surveilled using 702 their email and their phone records? To the team. Second question: What did Obama know? How much detail did he have on this? Third: If this is a conspiracy theory, it's based on the worst tradecraft in U.S. history, and it's really like a comedy routine. Um, four: The information superhighway I talked about and I alluded to the connection the connection, Joseph, between Glenn Simpson, Fusion GPS, and Christopher Steele, non-U.S. law enforcement, non-intelligence people, and the intelligence community, Mm -hmm. where and when and how deeply was the exchange of information there? Now, in question number one, I said to you, there are people out there hypothesizing on this. I'm not willing to make the connection yet, but there's certainly some information there to make you go, hmm, was that superhighway, FBI queries into the database about phone and email records of Trump, were they the private contractors, Fusion GPS, that the FISA court's own document refers to? I don't know that yet. When I get a hard answer from a solid source, I will tell you, because that scandal alone is the biggest of the biggest scandal. Oh, oh, we were just spying on Trump and giving it to private contract? Oh, there you go, that's great. Nice work there, <laughs> fellas. Um, we don't know that right. yet. What we do know, though, folks, is there's a potential other avenue for the information superhighway. And when I say the superhighway in terms of the bigger, larger conspiracy here, the real conspiracy, I'm talking about how was intel getting from law enforcement classification, intel classification to private citizens who had no authorization to read it. Make sense, Joe? Yeah. The other question we need to answer is what is the relationship in detail between the ORS, Bruce Orr, the associate uh, deputy attorney general, who mem- remember also ran Osadef and Project Cassandra with the Iranians, uh, the uh, the Hezbollah expose on, and all of a sudden that all got sidelined in terms of the Iran deal. The Iran deal was a was a uh, a, a big desire, the gold medal desire. Of the Obama administration they needed the Russians on board. It's also why I told you I think they sidelined a lot of that information about Uranium One, which they need to go away. They didn't want Trump to expose any of that. But or what is the relationship between or and Simpson, and Simpson's wife. The OR is Nellie Orr, who works over at Fusion GPS, works for Glenn Simpson. Mm. She is connected, obviously, to her husband, who's working in the Justice Department. Is this how, if 702 data, in other words, phone and email records the FBI shouldn't have had on Trump, Joe, if they had it, how exactly did that information get into the hands of Fusion GPS? It says in the piece the FBI was working with private contractors. But even if that's referring to something different, which it may be, mm-hmm. Joe, that does not mean that the, the Orr-Simpson relationship wasn't the superhighway connection between law enforcement intelligence entities and Fusion GPS. Because remember, mm-hmm. Bruce Orr works in the Justice Department at an upper-level management position. He knows all of this that's going on. His wife's working for Fusion GPS. That connection, the connection's clear. Yeah. But the information on that superhighway that went there isn't exactly crystal yet, and that's kind of one of the uh, relationships I want to I want I want to flesh out. Hold on one second here. I just want to see what I get to next. All right, wow, we've gone really long today. All right, one final story. Cuz I haven't discussed any more news of the week and I'm way way backed up. Joe, you got that cut of our friend Nancy? Yes, yeah, play that cut for it. This is hysterical, Nancy Pelosi, folks. This, you can never go a week without one of these uh, gems. Play that. So, the, the in terms of the bonus that corporate America received versus the crumbs that they are giving to workers to kind of put the schmooze on is so pathetic. It's so pathetic, <laughs> and I would hope that in the with their big advantage of bringing money home at a very low rate. That they would invest in infrastructure and things, but they, our experience has been that they will, uh, they will, do dividends, they will do stock buybacks and things like that. I think it's insignificant. Yes, ma'am. Are you like a crazy person? <laughs> <laughs> this, Jeez. Folks, is this is she for real? <laughs> Americans are getting thousands of dollars in bonuses. Joe, Ugh. neither you nor I know. Rich, right. things are looking well for DB, but a thousand dollars is a lot of dough, <laughs> right? I mean, folks, are you sure this is the path you want to take right now as the Democrats? People all over the country are getting thousands of dollars in bonuses due to the Trump tax cut. And the election path you want to run on next year is Nancy Pelosi's. You're getting the crumbs from Longshank's table. (laughs) Like this is a Braveheart. Are you crazy? Remember Braveheart? Get the crumbs from Longshank's table. Are you nuts? One final point on uh, Crazy Nancy. So that's it. That, I mean, that's only the point. Of what, is, it, is that really where you want to go in the midterms? That $1,000 bonus, a bunch of crumbs, you, uh, you, uh, you deplorable snobs. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. The great unwashed. Take a bath, you great unwashed. What, yeah. a st- what an elitist. Man. Finally, one point on, on Nancy also. She also said something else yesterday. I just want to point out the hypocrisy of the Democrats and the kooky Looney Tunes left. Nancy Pelosi talking about the immigration debate and talking about guys at the table doing it, Trump, Steny Hoyer, Dick Durbin, and others. Called them the five white guys. You heard about (laughs) that? She goes, maybe they should open a hamburger stand. Uh, uh, So she makes, Joe, an overtly racist comment about race. But nobody in the media accuses her of being a racist. I shouldn't say no one. No, No major media outlet says Nancy Pelosi is a racist. She makes a racist comment. She makes she impugns people based on race. It's racist. She was you got these five white guys sitting around a table just go open a hamburger stand. Nobody accused her of racism. Man. Trump makes a comment, allegedly, he's saying he didn't, about, you know, blank whole countries. You know what he said, yeah. folks. You, you it's a, it's an expletive. Blank whole country sending people here. Makes no reference of race at all, Joe. And what's the left-wing media headline? Oh, Trump's a racist. Folks. Just forget it. Give up on this stuff. They are, they, these people are imbeciles. Don't click on their stuff. Ignore them. And I'm telling you, by the way, Trump's comments are not going to hurt him. He's saying he didn't say it, by the way, just to be clear. Yeah. But based on a text I got yesterday from another person I use for political advice, who's a votes Democrat all the time. The person sent me a text yesterday and was like, you know what? Good for Trump. We have to do better on immigration. That comment, Joe, not going to hurt him one bit. Guaranteed. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, please spread the word in our show. I really appreciate it. If you can review us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it. We're, I think we're close to 1,000 reviews now. And uh, please go to Bongino.com, Bongino.com, and subscribe to my email list this, uh, there. I will send you some great, great articles today. Don't miss it. See you all soon. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.